0: The climate for innovation in the pharmaceutical and biotech industry is fraught with risk, but great potential for reward. But there is growth in life sciences and biopharmaceutical industry outside of big pharma. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Tim Walbert, the President and Chief Executive Officer of Horizon Therapeutics. Horizon, formerly of Palo Alto, California, and now based in the Chicago suburb of Skokie, Illinois, is currently developing a pill that provides pain relief while reducing the risk of stomach ulcers. Walbert is well familiar with developing and marketing products in their late stages. He was involved in the early launch of the arthritis drug Celebrex as an executive at G.D. Searle and Company, which has become a blockbuster for its current owner, Pfizer, Inc., generating more than $2 billion in sales a year. Mr. Walbert was also key to the launch of Abbott Laboratory's popular rheumatoid arthritis drug Humira. Walbert is president and CEO of IDM Pharma, a company based in Irvine, California, which is a developer of drugs used to activate the immune system and treat cancer. Tim Walbert, welcome to ReachMD, a channel for medical professionals. Thank you for having me, Bruce. Well, this is interesting because Horizon moved from Palo Alto to Skokie, Illinois. If you could talk about your company and also... What is the climate out there for innovation? Um it's it's not often uh you know, Reach M D is of course based in the Chicago suburbs as well. We're a, a national channel. It's not often that the West Coast comes to the, the Midwest. It's usually the other way around.
1: Well it's certainly a great point and and my belief is that Illinois does have all the elements to, to become uh, an emerging and, and, and significant life science and biopharmaceutical hub, but in many ways it's been outshadowed by the Bay Area in California, San Diego, and, and the Cambridge, Massachusetts area for biotech. And, and in some senses, uh, in, in the Chicago land area, most of the science and, and technology we hear about are the large companies like Abbott and Baxter, but certainly uh, uh, I believe it's an area where um, great growth opportunity, it's the 12th biggest economy um, uh, you know, from a healthcare perspective with over 400 corporate R&D facilities, and, and, and we certainly see it as an opportunity to, to build a growing and successful biopharmaceutical company uh, here in the Chicagoland area. And, and Horizon, to give a little background, is a company which was uh, opened and started in the 2005 timeframe, just after Vioxx was pulled from the market uh, in the United States and throughout the world. And the withdrawal of Vioxx and, and the issues around the COX-2 inhibitors highlighted uh, you know, an unmet need that continues today. And that unmet need is that there are a tremendous number of patients, over 60 million with osteoarthritis, around the world, these patients need effective pain relief, but up over 25% of these patients also get GI ulcers. Uh, So Horizon was founded with an initial product called HZT501, and it is a combination of ibuprofen, the most prescribed worldwide non-steroidal agent, or NSAID, with a high dose of famotidine, or Pepsid, which is the most potent H2 antagonist for prevention of NSAID-induced ulcers. And we see this agent in a combination of one single pill as a great opportunity to benefit patients uh, who who need NSAIDs on a chronic basis, but are concerned about the associated GI effects. And the real issue patients have in getting the pain relief is from a patient compliance point of view. It's much easier to take one pill than remembering to take multiple pills, uh, possibly at varying times throughout the day.
0: Well, that is an interesting point. and And the interesting thing, of course, or your company moves from California to uh, Chicago increasingly um, politically. I remember when the the bio meeting was in Chicago a few years ago. There's a lot of politicians that are trying to draw companies to certain areas, does it really matter? Do you have to be on one coast or the other? I mean, is, are there, is there enough kind of seed money and tax incentives um, in today's technology that you have to be one place or another to develop good products?
1: Well, you bring up a key point, and that is the political aspects and the interests of the states to fund and innovate science and technology. And certainly the Bay Area, California, San Diego, the Cambridge, and Boston area have from a a state government perspective, done a great job of of creating grants and and funding uh, to enable uh, small companies and and the venture capital industry to fund small companies. Uh, Michigan is a state that has, uh, from a Midwest perspective, started a billion-dollar fund to bring companies and innovation to that area. And Chicago is an area that has major science basis. And, And when I look at biotech and the opportunity, it's grounded in having good, solid science. And with the University of Chicago, Northwestern University, and and many other um, science-based medical institutions, Chicago is a great hub for research, and and that's where innovation initiates from. It's a matter of being able to attract the investments uh, both from a state standpoint and from the venture capital industry and keep the great science uh, that starts in Chicago from going to either coast.
0: Well, if you're just joining us, or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM, Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter with the Chicago Tribune, and joining me today is Tim Walbert. He's the President and Chief Executive Officer of Horizon Therapeutics, which is a smaller than you might uh, imagine biopharmaceutical company, but these companies that are smaller, whether they be biotech, biopharmaceutical, life sciences are able to work outside of the coast. Um, And we were just talking about, Tim was telling us about it's a matter of the funding that comes from state governments. And increasingly, um, I'm wondering, does it even really matter when you're doing clinical trials and stuff? How, How does that work? I mean, for our physician listeners out there, usually when you do a trial, you have to run it across the country anyway.
1: Uh, Without a doubt, Bruce. Uh, In in our clinical trial, we had uh, between 60 and 80 clinical trial sites throughout the United States, and being headquartered here in the Illinois Science and Technology Park in Skokie, which formerly housed the Searle. And then subsequently, pharmacy and Pfizer research and development offices. Uh, you know, there's a significant level of talent here in the Chicagoland area that uh, rivals uh, the talent that exists on on either one of the coasts, and and uh, without a doubt, uh, throughout the country and in the Midwest and East and West Coast, research is conducted uh, equally uh, well.
0: And are you seeing that in other states? I know that you you travel a lot. I mean, are there other states out there that you're hearing that are you know, good or bad uh, relative to um, fostering growth in technology and and biopharmaceutical biotech?
1: Certainly three states come to mind that have been emerging and trying to make a foray into uh, the biotech and and science and innovation area, and that would be Michigan, uh, Maryland in the uh, Bethesda, D.C. area, uh, as well as North Carolina. And, And all three states have put together uh, various incentives and, and government uh, state government related grants and programs uh, for innovative startup companies in the science and technology space and it's something that uh, has been done uh, historically very well in in the Cambridge Boston area and on the west coast um, The state of Illinois has done some but certainly there is opportunity to to leverage the strong science science base here in the Chicagoland area to a much greater
0: extent. And do you think that these what are these states doing? Are they doing anything specific? Is it are there tax incentives? Are there other things that could be done? And also, I'm curious as to what what physicians can do to partake in something like this?
1: Well, certainly uh, it has to start with science, and then uh, the the scientists need to be enabled with both the funds and the labs to be able to do the work. And and the fund aspect is, is the initiation of of large uh, funds at a state level that enable grants and other subsidies or tax incentives that enable this the, the funds to be there to conduct the basic research that's going to you know create biotech company and life science hubs um, that you uh, these particular states are trying to drive you know so the first it starts with the science and and then the available funds which typically have been available in the east and west coast uh, because that's where much of the venture capital money is based. And the Chicago area is not very well established from a venture capital perspective in healthcare. And the state funding is something that has been a great addition in states like Michigan and others to attract um, and leverage the, the local science.
0: And what about the facilities as well? I mean, I know that your company is located in the former G.D. Searle, And company site. And for our listeners who who don't know about G.D. Searle, they uh, developed NutraSuite way back when, and they also developed uh, what today is Celebrex. And I know in Michigan, for example, where Lipitor was invented, I think that there, it seems like there are efforts to reinvigorate some shuttered facilities that, uh, uh, or soon to be shuttered facilities.
1: Yes, and our headquarters is at the Illinois Science and Technology Park, which is um, a company by the name of Forest City, bought the the former Searle Pharmacy of Pfizer site and uh, is really created as a hub for innovation, science, and technology. So it's a series of, of wet labs and other laboratory space as well as just an area to attract uh, many different nanotechnology companies and other uh, innovative startup biotechnology company uh, with the whole spirit of science technology in a small community which uh, can enable companies to to leverage uh, many different basic services and skills uh, among one another and also uh, foster uh, the innovation and technology.
0: And also with the the economy and the sort of doldrums more broadly, uh, if we, people argue whether we're in a recession or not, certainly times are not great uh, with interest rates on the rise. Is the climate for uh, biotech and biopharmaceutical, is that still uh, hot? I remember, you know, just a couple of years ago when the bio meeting was in Chicago, it was incredible. I mean, it was just record attendance year after year. Are you still seeing that? And when, what do you see in the future?
1: Uh. Without a doubt, the the economy has uh, has had an effect on on all businesses and, and healthcare as well. The the access to to capital has uh, become uh, quite a challenge over the last uh, six months to a year. But for a private company um, that is able to um, show innovation and achieve significant milestones, the opportunity still exists to attract capital and be able to grow and establish the business. It really comes down to, as, as the capital and financial funds become less available, the quality of the science and the quality of Uh, the development and commercial efforts of small companies becomes more and more an integral part of success.
0: Well, with that, I'd like to thank Tim Walbert, who has been our guest. Uh, He is the President and Chief Executive Officer of Horizon Therapeutics, which is a life sciences biopharmaceutical company that is developing a combination pill to treat both ulcers and pain relief. And you'll be hearing more about this company and I'm happy that he joined us. I'm Bruce Japson with the Chicago Tribune. I've been your host, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. If you have comments or suggestions, please call us at 888-MD-XM157, and I'd like to thank you today for listening.
1: This is Dr. Matthew Johnson with Johns Hopkins School of Medicine in Baltimore, Maryland, and you are listening to Reach MD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.